0: everyone, and welcome to part four of our discussion of the results from the 2022 Wilson Research Group Functional Verification Study, where today we will share more ASIC-centric data from the survey. My name is Joe Hupsey, and I'm a verification product technologist and your host for today. Our featured speaker is Harry Foster, our chief scientist for verification. So, Harry, following up on the points you made in the last episode about the impact of increasing project and design complexity on ASIC verification— Tell us more about verification technology adoption trends that you're seeing on ASIC projects to address these issues.
1: Yeah, so this is interesting in to see the growth. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go through like code coverage, functional coverage assertions, constrained random, and I'm going to talk about the growth in all of these. And then I'm going to step back and talk about really what drove this growth because it's pretty remarkable. But starting with code coverage, in 2007, about 48% Of ASIC projects had adopted code coverage, which kind of surprised me because that's pretty low at that point in time. That has grown to 75% today. Okay, so we see this big growth in code coverage. Looking at functional coverage in 2007, 40% of projects had adopted it. Today, 73% of ASIC projects have adopted it. Again, pretty huge growth there. In terms of assertions, We had 62% adoption in 2007, which was pretty significant uh, adoption at that point in time. That's grown incrementally to 68% today. Finally, constrained random, if you look at that, 41% adoption in 2007 to 62% adoption today. Stepping back and look at that, this is pretty interesting, this, this rapid growth, this rapid ramp up in terms of maturing processes What went on is that if you went back in the mid-2000 timeframe, the ASIC market segment got caught off guard with growing complexity of SOC class designs, and they were forced to mature their processes. We see this in terms of this rapid ramp-up of adoption of these techniques. We also saw this um, a minute ago. We were discussing basically the increase in amount and number of verification engineers. So they were doing everything they could to mature their processes. And this is just another indication.
0: So just trying to work smarter uh, versus working harder, or seems like both has to happen in a modern ASIC project. Speaking of working smarter, what about the adoption of formal techniques on ASIC projects?
1: I'm going to get into formal, but I want to step back to static in general and give you uh, some some trends there. In terms of linting, which falls under the static, today we find that 58% ASIC projects are applying lints. That actually changes if you look at this by size of designs. For example, designs over 10 million gates, you have uh, over 70% adoption. Not too big a surprise, the bigger design, the more mature, the more techniques they use to do this. One other formal technique is equivalence checking. We find again today, 51% of projects are using equivalence checking. Let's get into formal we look at formal techniques in two ways. One is formal property checking. And this, again, I described it before, where the user has to write an insertion, a set of constraints, and puts that along with the design itself, the RTL, into the tool, and it formally proves these properties. The other is these automatic applications, where essentially the the assertions of properties are automatically extracted from the design and then approved. So, for ASIC projects, we find that we've had significant growth from 2014, 38% increase. In 2014, 26% of ASIC projects were applying formal property checking. That has grown to 36% today. And then on these automatic apps, significant growth, again, 60% growth, where in 2014, we found 20% projects uh, were applying uh, these automatic formal apps. That's grown to 32% in uh, 2022. I do want to comment something else because you might say, oh, wait a minute. We only have 36% adoption of formal property checking. Well, if you go and partition this by design size, for example, this is one thing I do. Designs less than a million, designs between one and 10 million, designs 10 million to a billion, and to designs greater than a billion. What we find is that designs over 10 million gates, there's 50% adoption of formal property checking. So that's a significant amount of, again, you can argue, okay, at that point, it's become mainstream for, of those class of designs. Also, if you look at the automatic formal apps, there's a, a lot more adoption. Yeah, the larger design, again, over 10 million gate, there's 42% adoption. Now, let me shift
0: from the technology direction to more of an implementation kind of tack. And ask you about the design and verification languages. What trends are you seeing related to the, let's start with DUT languages and ASIC projects.
1: Essentially, it's been uh, flat. So the things we track are VHDL, Verilog, System C, System Verilog, C, C++, and and other, essentially. Everything's essentially been flat, with the exception of two things. One is that we've seen this decline in terms of Verilog. In 2014, there were 79% adoption of it, that's declined to 65%. That's an 18% decline. But we've seen this increase in system Verilog. That's 41% increase in the adoption of of system Verilog. And that's grown from 39% in 2014 to 55%. And I do believe, uh, I mentioned this in the past, if not, I'll mention it again here, is that technically the uh, 1364, IEEE 1364 Verilog is no longer a standard. It's been incorporated into System Verilog IEEE 1800. So that accounts for some of that decline uh, in what's going on there.
0: I see. Now, what about test bench languages used in ASIC projects?
1: There's been a war, I guess, (laughs) in all these languages over the years. What we track in terms of test bench languages, VHDL, Verilog, Vera, System C, System Verilog, uh, Specmon E, C and C++. And we started tracking PSS recently in Python.
0: PSS, Portable Stimulus?
1: Yes. Yes. uh, PSS. That's the Accelerate PSS. Uh, So who won the war? All right. Well, essentially everything is flat or declining with the exception of System Verilog, and we're up in the mid 70%. This time we were 73% adoption. Everything else is in the teens. Like I said, everything's really basically been declining or flat. With the exception of C and C++, that has grown from 34% in our last study to 40% some of that's being driven by this increased adoption in higher-level synthesis.
0: Now, let me ask a related question. What ASIC TestBench methodology standards have emerged, and what's the corresponding adoption rate of these methodologies by the developers?
1: Sure. And like our last one, there's many things we track. We track Excel as UVM. We track basically the OVM standard, Mentor AVM, System Synopsys VMM, Synopsys RVM, Cadence ERM, Cadence URM, you can see there's some of the classics. Right? Yeah, some of the newer ones, uh, OSVVM and UVVM, which those two are basically are predominantly used on FPGA projects and not on ASICs. There's very little adoption of that. But you can see that there's a lot of things we track. And again, or UVM has won again. We're at seventy percent adoption. It's been flat over the years. That's what we've settled out at. I don't anticipate increase or decreases in there. Everything else is basically uh, declined or flat. Everything else is under 10% adoption. Now let me go back to
0: the end of episode two. You brought up something interesting. You talked about the quantitative analysis that you did to answer the question, are FPGA products that use more advanced verification processes less likely to experience bug escapes in a production? Or more bluntly rephrased, do these advanced verification techniques actually work? Now, have you done a similar, and the answer was yes, for FPGAs, you saw a a success trend there. Have you done a similar analysis for ASICs, and are you seeing similar trends? Uh, Tell us about
1: that. Uh, Yes, I have. In fact, what I've done is partition the participants in the study into two different groups, and these are independent groups. The first group, they essentially had first silicon success on the ASIC, and the other group is they required multiple respins. And then what I went and looked at was the adoption, percentage of adoption on code coverage, functional coverage, assertions, constrained, random, and formal techniques. And again, it is statistically significant that the projects that are mature, have matured their processes and adopted these techniques, do much better uh, in terms of achieving first silicon success. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple numbers here. If we look at code coverage... The projects that were able to achieve first silicon success, we had 75% adoption of code coverage versus the respins, 54%. That's a big that's a big delta there. If you look at functional coverage, 73% of projects that were able to achieve first silicon success were doing functional coverage, and while well, 54% who experienced respins. In terms of ASICs, we found 67% adoption in the group with no spins. And then 40%, those that required respins. Constrained random, 59% adoption versus 39% for projects that required respins. And informal techniques, 40% adoption of formal techniques versus 27% that required respins.
0: Those, in fact, are significant numbers. That Great data here. I know I speak for the audience when I say I really want to hear more, but unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. And this is also the fourth and final installment of this series. However, as
1: I understand it,
0: Harry, you'll be sharing all your data on Verification Academy, right?
1: That's correct. If the listeners go out to verificationacademy.com slash 2022 survey, that's 2022, they'll find everything you can imagine that's associated with this year's study.
0: Fantastic. I look forward to reviewing all the data.
1: We touched on maybe just 20 percent of the scope of
0: your survey so there's a lot more there for people to uh explore again harry thanks so much for sharing your data and thanks everyone for listening